And now let me welcome Nathan Solia on because he is here to give us an insight into how, the eight ways that you can actually use health and fitness to contribute to mental health. Good morning to you, Nathan. Hi. How are you doing? Oh, I'm all right. Long time no speak, actually. It's been a while since I talked to you, actually. Yeah. I know. I know. And, I mean, the thing is, is like I always find with um, when I when I have a chat with uh, with you um, is, is that, you know, it's always a little bit different than I always get with Noreen. So I'm really happy to be able to have the conversation with you. Oh, well, that's good. I hope that's a good sign. I hope that's not, that's a compliment. <laughs> good. So now eight ways to, um, you know, health and fitness will con- can contribute to your mental health. I think we all kind of need that lately because there's just so much going on at the moment. I think lately people are suffering with all sorts of things like flu and stuff. So they've had bouts of illness. So I suppose mm. we need to keep strong throughout this. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And now that we've taken off the masks, it's, um, you know, we're more susceptible to stuff now. Mm. So, you know, with the with the mask coming off, um, you know, I think it's really important that we, um, you know, we, we start taking our, our health and wellness a little bit more seriously, you think? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what would you suggest um, then? I mean, like, you know, obviously things like your lifestyle and and food and the things you're putting into your body are important, but obviously giving time out for for that exercise is essential. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I've gotten over the last six months, I went back to New Zealand at Christmas time, and when I met my parents, I hadn't seen my parents in three years, and my dad is 80 and my mum's 75, and I was really worried about how you know, how poor their health may be after not being there for three years. And, and uh, you know, they're getting older, right? Hmm. Oh, well, he's just frozen. Uh, um, oh, there he is. Back. You know, they're, 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 they're not as, as, as functional as before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I was really surprised on how well they're actually doing. Uh, my, mo- my, my mother trains three days a week, absolutely hates it. Um, does it because you know she does it with her friends, and um, and my dad exercises six days a week. Wow! And so what their 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 physical and and their physical independence is much better than I first of all I see of her friends, uh, see of my mom and dad's friends, but also just like I said, I was really surprised on how physically independent they are. They they still do their you know they still do the housework. You know, dad is still in the garden. You know, they're still driving to the grocery store and getting their own groceries and carrying their own groceries back to the house. My mum has just got installed a little chair that's supposed to get her from the first floor to the second floor, and she refuses to use it. Oh. In fact, the only thing she uses it for is to put the groceries on so she can transfer <laughs> it upstairs. So, you know, so that was what I led to this topic. You know, you know, the the... the First of all, the independence that you get from from physical exercise. And I think that's really important, especially with community. As you get older, community, I saw what I saw in New Zealand, really important in people's lives to be able to keep their happiness, uh, to keep their their self of purpose. um, And and obviously, you know, to be able to contribute to others. So, you know, physical fitness is one of those things that I don't, I, I think that we need to start taking a little bit more seriously nowadays. You know, it was always in the past of something we did, you know, after we finished work and after mm-hmm. we did playing mm-hmm. the kids and after we did all those bits and pieces. 
but now I'm starting to realize it's, it's actually, you know, one of the important parts that we need to be able to slow down the aging process, not only physically, but also mentally. And so, you know, I thought, oh, well, let, let's have a look and see what sort of mental, you know, benefits that, that you can get from exercise. Well, first one, which is immediate and, and you might identify with this, is that, you know, when you do exercise, it lowers your stress levels. Yeah, absolutely. And with that, it also lowers our anxiety, too, because, you know, we are we are moving creatures. We, we are made to move. We've got two arms, two legs. And we're supposed to move from one point to another, and that's how we've migrated and all those sort of things throughout life. But what we haven't realized is that movement is actually really important to be able to stimulate our endorphins, our, our, our melatonin, sorry, our, um, uh, our serotonin levels. Serotonin is really important; it's a happy drug, and it also decreases, it also increases our melatonin levels. Now, do you know what melatonin is? No, but you're going to tell me now. I'm sure, okay, I've, well, I'm sure I've heard details about it before. Yeah, melatonin is a hormone that we release into the body that that allows us to sleep. Mm. And so when we are, um, you know, when we when we get, you know, a high level of serotonin through mm. uh, through sunshine and through exercise, then we actually start to um, uh, we actually start to you know, start to sleep better at night time. So that's really, I, I think that's really, really important to sort of note. So, and how much exercise should we be getting? Well, they say for health, it should be anywhere between 30 and 45 minutes a day. And a lot of people think, wow, 30, 45 minutes, how do I get that? It's really, it can be very, very simple. How long does it take you to get to work? So walking, I mean, gentle walking and stuff is fine. And when you're going out to do shopping and things, you just said that your parents are still quite active, you know, getting the shopping, going out, doing everything. So you can incorporate that in that 30, 40 minutes, yeah? Absolutely. Consider when you're carrying groceries, in a way, you're doing a farmer's walk. Mm, mm. So, so you, you know, you're carrying itself. those groceries. And here's the other thing. The groceries are different weights and different sides. So you're actually incorporating a little bit of core work in there as well, core mm -hmm. and shoulder work. Mm. So that was one thing that I sort of that, that I found. The other one was is boosting your self-esteem. And with exercise, I find one of the you know one of the big, biggest things that I get with people because I work with people in between forty and seventy, and the biggest thing is is like oh, I'm too old for that. Mm. And 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 I and I wonder whether they they are comparing themselves to their own friends or comparing themselves to younger people. Um, but what I've seen with working with people in the age group between forty and seventy, I've got a guy who's eighty-two, right. and he has gone from shuffling his feet to now he's able to walk properly, and he's able to bend down and pick things up. So you know, this guy was um, you know was 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 very. Um, wasn't doing any exercise. And guess who inspired him? His grandson. Oh. <laughs> His grandson said to him, hey, Pop, I think you can do this. Oh. And he was like, ah. Oh. And then, you know, and then we started enrolling him like, well, what would it be like to be able to see your son's wedding? Mm-hmm. And so that was when he was inspired and he started doing it. And now he comes like on a weekly basis to us. And it really does lift your self-esteem. When you start lifting heavier, and I'm not saying you're going to lift, you know, thousands of kilos. All I'm saying is, this, hey, wouldn't it be, you know, be able to keep your self-esteem to be able to not only 
feel stronger, feel healthier, feel more vibrant. It really does boost your self-esteem and, and, and especially when you start achieving and accomplishing some of the things that you do in the gym or in outside exercise. Yeah, it's just that crunch to actually start. I think that's the delay in that lots of people just put it off. But when they do it and when you feel that satisfaction and that self-esteem, as you say, that is the trigger for, for a motivator for you to keep going, you know? Yes, absolutely. And the first thing is that inspiration, right? So when you get that inspiration to do it, then then you get the motivation. And then the motivation leads to consistency and then the consistency, which is a habit. And then that consistently leads to who you are as a human being. Mm. So they're the four stages of being able to form a habit. And and that leads me to that. My next part is, is like, you know, this also with exercise, it also improves cognitive cognitive function. And did you know that you can influence 80% of your brain by exercising? So you can actually change your cognitive function of your brain if you are starting to exercise more. Well, isn't it just that, you know, things are working more efficiently once you've got those juices flowing? <laughs> isn't that so? Well, the thing is, is our brain sends signals to our muscles and signals to our bones and, and all of those sort of things or your heart and stuff like this. When you move your left hand, you stimulate your right side of the brain, mm -hmm. your creative mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm. When you stimulate your right hand side of the brain, you stimulate your left side. So when you lift your other hand, you stimulate your left side. Now, that's the, the analytical side. Right. So what we need to do is we need to stimulate both sides. Otherwise, we've got to become too creative. You know, get a little bit like, uh, you know, uh, you know, a little bit quite emotional or very analytical where, you know, apathy starts to set in and thinks, you know, everything is, is you know, you know, uh, null and void. So it's really important to be able to stimulate both sides of the brain and lifting your left hand and right leg, which you do when you walk, you're actually stimulating the cognitive function of your brain. And when you start doing the things that you really need to do in life, not just walking, because you need to squat when you sit, you need to. You lunge when you walk. You need to bend when you pick stuff up. You need to twist, you know, when you're walking, uh, when you push and when you pull. They're the six patterns that you need to learn. And, of course, the gait, which is the walking, running, sprinting, and uh, and crawling. That, that's how we normally do. And you knew that at the before the age of five, our functional, our cognitive functional uh, um, uh, uh, development in children has to be walking on their hands and knees which mm -hmm. is why the kids walk on their hands and knees at a very, very young age. Obviously, they can't walk because they're not strong enough, but it also improves the cognitive function mm -hmm. of the brain. Mm -hmm. So being able to get your brain to do left-hand stuff and right-leg stuff and right-hand stuff and left-leg left leg stuff is really important to be able to get that brain functioning. Yeah, so it's really, I mean, some of the things that you're mentioning, it is really very much about that activity within your own home and in that radius that you can do all those 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 exercises and everyday activities, can't you? Absolutely. Mm. Like after you've just gone to the toilet, why don't you just do ten squats? Yeah. Yeah. Or if you've why got don't one you of, if you've got one of those toilets, you've probably already done it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so you know, there's a there's a lot of ways of doing it. We've got a lot of stairs in Hong Kong. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you being able to instead of um, and, and I find this, especially with with older people, it's yeah. like when they walk downstairs, they feel pain. So how about why don't you walk upstairs instead? So instead of, you know, getting your steps and going down, why don't you get your steps going up? And if you're on the 25th floor, 
get off at the 20th floor and walk up the five stairs or, or, or however that may be so that, that way you can continually keep testing mm-hmm. yourself. And, and gamification is one of the big things right now, right, with fitness. You know, mm-hmm. you, you've heard of gamification and how we, you know, we want to compare how we did yesterday to yeah, where we did today. Yeah, your watches are telling you all the time. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can also compare that with with um, with your friends, for example. And then, you know, you can, um, you know, there's apps out there where you can get, you know, groups of people together. So that way you can play a little bit of a competition. A lot of companies do it. You know, they do like, a, you know, let's walk a marathon a day kind of thing. And the whole team has to do the marathon. It depends on who does who does what. Yeah. So I, I think, think it's, you know, yeah, I think it's really important. Yeah, you mentioned earlier on, Nathan, that, you know, your parents um, were, uh, I think it was your mum who was actually going out and doing things with other people. I think this whole community and this social thing makes a huge difference for people to be motivated. Because sometimes by yourself, you know, okay, you can do things in the house, you can do whatever. But if you have a disciplined approach and, and you're going out for a walk with somebody or going and doing some activity, playing a sport, you know, gentle sport, with somebody, it makes a big difference, doesn't it? Massive. I realized after COVID, we're all tactile. Yeah. We yeah. need to be able to be face-to-face. We need to be able to touch. Um, we need to interact. And, and because we are, you know, we are the smartest, we are the smartest animal on this planet. And I've realized being the smartest animal on the planet, you can go two ways. You can go, you know, totally positive or you can go down this deep, deep hole, right? Mm. And I've realized that people can bring you up out of the hole or bring you back down into the hole and being able to surround yourself with people that will bring you up. That's what you're looking for. Now, here's my question for you people out there. Make sure that you're not the person bringing people down, (laughs) right? So making sure that you are being aware of when you're being negative because, you know, not everyone's strong enough to be able to keep everyone up. So make sure that you are being aware of whether you're becoming depressed. And that doesn't mean you go and hide yourself. That means just actually talking out to other people and just saying, hey, man, I'm in a really bad place or I'm really down or anything like this. And just talking about it. And I find just talking about it is a massive, being, is, is a massive release to be able to, 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 to bring people back up again. But back to the, um, back to the, the physical exercise, the so one more that I wanted to mention before we finish is it improves your quality of sleep. Mm-hmm. And that's massive, right? I mean, sleep is the new money, I think. Mm. I can't tell you how many people I talk to who don't get a good quality sleep. And, you know, there's a lot of ways of being able to improve your sleep. But one of the most easy ones, the one that's free, is exercise. And being able to exercise first thing in the morning, getting outside in the sun is all, is really, really beneficial. Because you know how I told you before, it raises our serotonin levels. Because the higher we raise our serotonin levels, the higher we raise our melatonin levels to be able to help us sleep. So if you can get out first thing in the morning and go for a walk or go and do your exercise or go and do your, your weight training or whatever that may be, you will set you up for a better night's sleep in the evening. Is there also this thing, I mean, as you get older, I mean, lots of people do start to have these kind of little power naps during the day and things like that. I mean, once you've done some activity, sometimes you're a bit too wound up after that activity to actually go to sleep. So what do you suggest? I mean, those power naps are fine, but as long as they don't take away from your night's sleep, right? Yeah, that's a good one. So one way I... One web, there's a great book called um, uh, 21 Habits of Getting a Good Night's Sleep by mm. Sean Stevenson. And one of the things he mentioned, the, the big reason why we, we may have trouble sleeping after exercise is because our body temperature is really yeah. high. Yeah. So being able to get in a cold shower 
cooling your body down was a really effective way of being able to bring your body temperature down, getting your room at 16 degrees, as close to 16 degrees as you can, so that we're all... Yeah, so it also improves the quality of your sleep. So that's a way of being able to, you know, if you do like exercise in the evening, yeah, okay, but just be aware that your body temperature is really high, you won't go to sleep. I've had it before, you know, most Friday nights I play touch rugby and I don't finish until 9.30. I can't get to sleep till about 11, but I find I get to sleep better when I have a cold shower. Right, because I know that's a complaint that a lot of, certainly a lot of older people find that, you know, as time goes on, they they just can't get to sleep in the night. And lots of people are then reliant upon things like, you know, sleeping tablets and things like that, and that becomes an addiction. Yeah. So that's Yeah, there, there's, there's lots of ways. You can even try stretching before going to bed. That will also help you sleep mm-hmm. because your muscles are really tight throughout the day. And then when you stretch, it allows you to relax and release. And, you know... Uh, I, I would share a story, you know, every, you know, my, my son and my daughter play sport. When I stretch them, when I stretch them before going to sleep, guarantee you Jade will just, we let out a huge yawn. How old are your children? Uh, they are 11 and 13. Okay. So it's a good exercise for them to start off now. If they're doing these stretching exercises, if that's something that continues for a while, then that'll certainly be, leave them in a good place in the future. Absolutely. And and that's a perfect thing is, is the last one. It just it's creating a habit, you know, a habit for a lot of these things. Mm. So, you know, and that just sort of leads me into my next last thing. This is like, you know, I'm doing a, um, a, 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 a atomic habit forming program. It's called the Slim 60. And the whole idea is to be able to create a habit around sleep, nutrition or lifestyle or exercise. Brilliant. Nathan, some really valuable points there. I've been taking some notes, so I shall make sure I use them as you know, I curl them. But thank you so much for coming on today. That's really beneficial. And I hope you have a good night's sleep tonight. Yeah, I know you'll be My doing your exercise I anyway. Will. Thank All you. right. Thank you for so much.